0: Okay, so um, uh, I always have this problem. What am I going to do with this one-hour message uh, uh, that I'm going to have only 25 minutes, 20 minutes? (laughs) Uh, But but anyway, uh, one of my professors, while I I was in seminary, uh, told me once, Elijah, if you cannot preach a one-hour message in 20 minutes, it's not worth preaching it. So um, uh, 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 I'll I'll have to see if this one is worth preaching it. I want you to open the uh, Bible in Mark chapter 4. I'm not going to read it because uh, I want to save some time. But you all are familiar with the story when Jesus uh, uh, goes into the boat and he's asleep. And uh, the the, uh, disciples are trying to go on the other side of the lake. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the storm uh, comes. And they are... Uh, about to lose their life. So, um, uh, just about a month ago, I was in in Israel and I visited again and I I really wanted to be on uh, the Sea of Galilee. It's, It's really not a sea, it's just a lake. It doesn't communicate with any other sea. It's just uh, just a lake. And and, um, uh, while we were there, I was praying for uh, a storm. Well, it did not show up. Uh, But um, I thank God it did not show up. But let me tell you this. Uh, There there are several things that I would like to uh, uh, point out, especially that this month was the month for missions in uh, uh, Calvary uh, Church. So uh, you're probably wondering how in the world, what are you going to talk about mission uh, uh, from a a story that uh, it's really not a story. It's actually something that happened. What are you going to point out uh, as missionary? And the first lie that the devil wants to uh, sell to us is the fact that while you are in mission with the Lord, you're never going to have problems. This is the first thing that, uh, and and being a pastor for the past two decades, over two decades, I've heard it so many times. Pastor, we are in the, uh, uh, we're in the middle of where the Lord wants us. We are right in God's will. And all of a sudden, we get a phone call. All of a sudden, uh, uh, somebody uh, rings our uh, doorbell and we are in the middle of a store. And, and it's, it's funny that the, the, uh, Mark is the, the, only, the only one that records the fact that uh, uh, the, the, the Jesus said, let's cross over. And, and when, you, when, when Jesus tells you, you go in a mission with him, he, he didn't say, let's fly over. He didn't say, let's uh, try to swim over. He didn't say, let's take the submarine. He just says, let's go across. Now, this to me, it is also a promise that if Jesus says, let's go across, we're going to get there. Now, the only thing is that we don't know how we're going to get there. This is the, so uh, the devil is lying to you so many times. Okay, see, that's the, the reason you've got problems, because you're not in the will of God. But let me tell you something, while you are in the will of God, you're going to have problems because, listen, it is impossible to attract God's attention Without attracting the devil's attention. Okay, so if you want to, okay, hear me out. Show off before the Lord. If you want to be a hero for the Lord, you're definitely going to attract the devil's attention. And we have so, so many cases in the Bible in which people like that, one of them is Job. Okay, God was boasting with him. He was like, have you seen my servant Job? And the devil says, okay, let me see what I can do. Well, you know the story and how the Lord is protecting him. But first thing that I want to point out here is their sight, their situation. Their situation is a raging sea and a rest, resting Savior. All of a sudden, they go with Jesus and Jesus is asleep. And when you're looking at the, uh, when you're looking at the, the, the story, the Bible says that uh, Jesus was sleeping on the pillow. And all of a sudden, the storm comes. And you're wondering, okay, what kind of storm is this? There are basically three, three uh, sources for storms in our lives. The first, uh, uh, the first store, uh, source for the storm into our lives is ourselves. We can create storms into our lives because we do not listen to the Lord. And uh, that's the first source. You, I'll give you an example. Jonah. Remember that guy? In the Old Testament, the, the Lord says that the Word of God spoke to Jonah. Go to Nineveh and preach against it. And guess what? He listened to the Word of God partially. But when you listen to the Word of God partially, you are disobeying him totally. So this is exactly what's happening. And all of a sudden, what happens is, you know, Jonah goes to It goes into the ship, and once you disobey God, you are on a one-way street going down. <laughs> the Bible says that Jonah went down into the ship, and then down into the sea, and then down into the belly of the fish, and then down on the shore. He was asked by the people, "How did you get here?" And Jonah's answer was, 2.15, fifteen, the submarine." Just drop me here. You know Russians are boasting that they built they build the first submarine. Uh-uh. It, it, it really was God that built the first submarine, and and he was safe. He, he you know he got Jonah to where he was supposed to be. But that's just because he was disobey disobeying God, and all of a sudden the storm comes. No, this storm it's not sent there to kill you, but it's sent there just to. Show you that you are in the mission and sometimes you don't obey. And because you don't obey, you actually request a storm to come upon, a, upon your life. Now, the second storm, it is caused by God himself. And we have this in John chapter 6. After the feeding of the 5,000, guess what happened? The disciples have a com- committee meeting. you have those committee meetings, brother David? Uh, uh, they have a committee meeting. Who's going to be the... A most important disciple. Who's going to be the biggest? Who's going to be, the, who's, who's going to be calling the shots? Yeah. So the Bible says that Jesus looked at them and said, Okay, why don't you cross over the same lake on the other side? And while they were crossing the lake, guess what happened? Storm. A storm came. It was sent by God. But again, this storm is not, it was not sent by God to kill them. It was just to bring them back to actually touch their sight to focus on God again. Mm. Now, the third, uh, the third source uh, for the storms into our life, it is the devil himself. And this is exactly what's happening here in Mark chapter four, in Matthew chapter eight, and in Luke chapter eight. And you're gonna say, well, isn't it a bit stretching uh, to saying that this is a, a storm caused by the devil? No. If you are really curious to read the, uh, uh, into the gospel, the, the other uh, two recordings in Matthew and in, uh, in Luke, the Bible says that uh, uh, this storm was such a big storm that everybody was afraid. It w- they, they were so afraid that they thought they were going to lose their lives. Now, question. What were the disciples doing on a regular basis? What was their jobs? What? Have they been on the sea before? Yes. Have they... Would you guess, well, now, let, let me stretch this, would you guess that they've been through a storm before in their life? Yes. Well, what makes this storm totally different than any other storm that they've been in? Besides, they've had Jesus in the boat. What, what makes it different? The ginormity, okay? the. The fact that it's so big that they've never seen something like that. And you're going to be saying, well, yeah, Pastor, but you know, the, the hot wind, uh, the hot the, uh, air with the cold air, uh, you know, the, the, the Golan Heights that are right there, you know, cold air. And, and the, the wind uh, and the hot air from, from the desert are meet, uh, meeting together. And all of a sudden they're creating such a great storm. And I can't say yes, but then I'll tell you this. The second reason I think that this is a Satan sinned storm into the disciples life is because the bible says something here that you need to notice and that's the lord rebuked the wind and the sea now listen you remember in jude when there was that big fight for the Mos- for the body of moses Remember that? It's, it's only in one place uh, uh, that, that the Bible reveals that there was a, a battle for the, the body of Moses. And God himself had to dispatch one of his strongest angels to go and fight Satan himself for the body of Moses. You know what that, is, that uh, angel said? May the Lord rebu- rebuke you, Satan. So, God is rebuking their children that he loves and the devil himself. So, I would say that this wasn't the case with his children being rebuked, but it was the devil himself being rebuked. So, Satan came and sent this storm in, in, in the disciples' lives because they... He was trying to kill them and also Jesus. But one of the things that I've learned, it is that it was not the time. The Bible says that in due time, Jesus had to die. That wasn't the time. So first thing is their sight, a raging sea and a resting savior. But we go uh, go on and um, What I like about this is um, they are talking to each other, okay? So I I can see Peter, in my mind, I can see Peter uh, going saying, listen, um, we we cannot solve this. This is bigger than our ability to solve it. And so many times you're going to a mission trip, and uh, when you're going to a mission, if if, if anything can can go wrong, it will go wrong into a mission trip. (laughs) Have you been in a mission trip before? Oh, God bless you. Yes, many of you. When you looked at the, 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 what happened there, you were like, oh, everything is chaotic. Nothing goes according to plan. Correct. Correct. Because we have an adversary that it is fighting against us. Nothing goes according to plan. And Peter says, that we got to go to Jesus and see what's going on. Now Mark puts it, that's the reason I've chosen Mark. Mark puts it in a totally different way than the other two gospel writers. The other two gospel writers says, the disciple went to Jesus and they woke him up saying, "Lord, save us, We are perishing." That's my, my Matthew that's, and that's Luke. You know how, how uh, Mark says? Look there. Teacher, do you not care that we are? perishing. Let me put that in plain English. Are we to drown for all you care? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation like this? In which you were praying and all of a sudden you look up to the sky and no answer. Have you been in a situation in which you were actually asking yourself if the Lord really cares? Have you been in a situation in which you went to the Lord in prayer and actually asking God, Lord, do you know my name? I've done it several times. I'm guilty of that. I, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, don't you know me? I mean, I'm the guy that actually started 40 churches in Romania. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm the guy that actually went to Ukraine several times. What are you? Don't you? Several years ago, we faced the hardest, most atrocious attack in our family. We were going in, uh, uh, it, it, I'll never forget, we had a team uh, from the United States coming and then the last day we went to have the last meal. Now, usually the last meal is we eat a la carte. You know what that means? We, everybody eats, eats whatever they want and it's covered. So it's exactly what we did. We ate and we all got sick. The only problem was that our son was in the hospital for three and a half months. After three and a half months, they sent him home because they said, well, there's nothing we can do to him. It's, it's better for him to die at home than to die in the hospital. For those of you that have kids, now you know, me being a, a man, I'm thinking, ah, it's going to pass. It, you know, it's going to be fine. Mama did not handle it that way. My, 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 my wife did not handle it that way, uh, that easy. But when they sent him home, that's when I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, do you really know me? Can we do something about it? About it. To make a long story short, for about two more weeks, he stayed in bed, couldn't stand up, nothing. He was absolutely not able to uh, uh, stand up or move at all. <sighs> had to carry him to the bathroom, had to carry him home, had to shower him and all of that, until one night at two o'clock in the morning, I hear a knock on our door. In situations like that, you're, don't, you're not sleeping much. And that uh, just because you're crying a lot and because you're praying a lot there's not I, I, I tell you situations like this can put you on your knees very easy so we were praying and crying out to the Lord and it was 2 o'clock in the morning I remember that and I hear a knock on our uh, bed. first thing that I did was <laughs> 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 that's exactly what I did uh, honestly, I thought that somebody broke into our house. So I told my wife, don't move. And I said, who's there? And it was my son. They said, hey dad, it's me. I need to eat something. <laughs> I, I opened the door and I said, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> he looked at me, and said, yes, but I told Jesus, Lord, whether you take me home or you make me well, because my mom and dad cannot handle it anymore. By God's grace, he's 17 today and loves the Lord and I'm telling you, I've been there. I know how it is to be attacked by the devil and I've been in a situation in which the storm came because of me, because of the Lord or because of the devil. But their solution is to run to God. So this is their solution. Run to God. And when I look at that, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I should have done. This is exactly what we should all do. When we go in mission, we should go to the Lord. But the thing that happens here, and and, uh, Matthew records that, is like the disciples go to Jesus and says, Lord, save us, which is the language of faith, because we are perishing, which is the language of fear. In the same prayer the language of faith Lord save us we know you can we know you you're able you know we know you're gonna do it but all of a sudden we are perishing this is the language of fear And the Bible says the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, fear but one of adoption that gives us the power to scream from the top of our lungs Abba father but it's only human that we can do that in the same sentence language of faith and language of fear well i'll tell you this when you go to the lord uh uh with some uh, with these two languages he'll teach you something first of all he'll teach you that he that he doesn't need your advice on how to handle a situation that's the first thing that the disciples learn they go to jesus lord save us and the, you know what jesus does looks at them and asks them, where is your, where is your, now had I been there, I would have told Jesus, hey Lord, why don't we deal with that later on? I mean, can you look around? I mean, can can you see the wind? Can you see the waves? Can you see the raging sea? I mean, we are drowning. How about we talk about faith once this passes, okay? But you know what, I, what I've learned? It is not what surrounds us that causes us problems. It is what's within us that causes us problems. And I'll see this, you know, Jesus is always addressing the most major problem. That we are facing. And that's not what surrounds us. But what's within us. And that is the lack of faith. You know why most of the people don't go in mission? Because they are, because they are afraid. Because things are going out of their control while, while, while they are in a mission project. Because things are not going as they are supposed to go. Now I've been there and didn't have a good experience. Well let me tell you this. That means that the Lord was in it. Have you heard uh, of Jairus? He goes to Jesus and he says, listen, my daughter is about to die. Why don't you come lay hands and pray for her so she can get well? Had I been Jesus, I would say, hey, if you know so well how to heal her, why about, how about you do it yourself? But so many times we tell Jesus how to fix our problem. But first of all, Jesus doesn't need our advice. And second, he doesn't work according to our timetable. How would you like for the Lord to solve your problems? Hmm? When? When would you like to? Huh? N- you remember Peter? He was in the, uh, on, on the uh, sea, uh, same sea, by the way. And Jesus comes... And uh, how, do you, uh, how do you say that in English? They thought they see what? A ghost. a ghost. Now listen, they've never seen a ghost. But they are absolutely convinced that that's a ghost. <laughs> okay, so Jesus is walking towards them. And all of a sudden Peter goes to, uh, looks at Jesus and he's like, uh, Lord, if it is you, what would you say? Call the... Do you know what he said? If it's you, let me... Walk to you on water. Now listen. Had it been a just clear day. I mean no storm. The sun would brightly shine. Could Peter walk on water? No. But you know what he said? Let me walk towards you. And Jesus says come. He comes out of the boat. Takes a couple of steps. Starts going bull the book. Bull the book you know what I'm saying. Okay. And as he does that, he utters the shortest prayer in the Bible, Lord, save me. And you know what Jesus does? Answers instantly. But most of the time for me, that's not the case. Most of the time for me, Jesus looks at me and says, listen, I need to calm you down first and then I can calm the things around you. I'm not sure how it works in your life. But this is my, the story of my life. I prayed to the Lord. And I said Lord how about now. How, how about this, is, this would be a good time. And he looks at me and says listen. How about you come down. And then we'll take care of the situation. Last point. I'll finish at 35. In one minute I'm done. <laughs> their situation. Their solution. Go to Jesus. And. salvation. And then Jesus stood up. Listen, when Jesus stands up, there is nothing and nobody that can set him down. There's nothing and nobody that can stand against him. And Jesus stood up, and the Bible says, and he rebuked the wind and the sea and said, peace, Be be still. And all of a sudden, the entire storm, because greater is he that's within us than the one that's within the world. The entire storm stopped, and there was a calm before I mean it was calm after the storm we talked so many times the calm before the storm but what Jesus can do is to calm things after the storm so that's their salvation but you know why he did that you know what was the team for your entire month declaring the name of Jesus You know why Jesus did that? So that they can marvel. And that's actually the last verse of of our text. They, They looked at each other and they said, Who is he that even the wind and the waves listened to him? And they marveled. Why? Because he's got the greatest name of all. Why? Because in his name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess say to the glory of God that Jesus is Lord when we are going in mission trips we say well we go there to share the gospel so that people get again saved no that's the byproduct we can we, we go into mission trips we give the missions so that the name of the Lord it is glorified Amen. and when he's lifted up when he's glorified he attracts people and that's awesome but that's just a byproduct we go into mission because we want to praise the name of God because we want to declare the name Of the Lord so let me encourage you to consider going in mission giving to mission and being part of this wonderful excellent church that's impacted not only this city but also the entire world if you're here today you're not saved and you're wondering what storm comes next i'll tell you if it is sent by the devil it's sent because they want he wants to destroy you but the lord will stand up and when he stands up there's no enemy that can stand against him to god be the glory